Welcome back, everyone, to our fourth episode on Hoop Talk. If you have not already, whether you're listening on Spotify, Apple, or YouTube, please go ahead and give us a follow and a listen. Um, we've had three other episodes out now, and anybody that comes out and supports us means a lot. We have a lot of other plans that we'd like to do and go to some other universities and check guys out. So with your support, we can get there and, and just keep on supporting us and, and give us a follow and a listen. With that being said, we have a special guest today. He's a senior now at Huntington University, but he's not from any nearby town of Huntington University. He's, in fact, from Australia. He went to Went Westminster High School, where he played varsity all four years. In his senior year, he averaged 25 points per game. He's a three-time national champion for his club team, 14, 16, and 18U, and got to go up against the current NBA player that everyone knows as Josh Giddy before the fame. Now at HU in his senior year, he has a career three-point percentage of 41%, and his points per game has increased every year at HU. Joel, welcome to the pod. Thanks for having me on. Excited. How's it feel, man? Senior now, three games in. Yeah, it's weird, to be honest. Like, seeing some of the guys and not even having, like, you there, it's weird just kind of having Mitch and Zach being the last two guys that we started out here with. So, But it's good and ex exciting having the same same kind of core dudes. It's a weird feeling. I remember even, like, last year, just there was a lot of guys just slowly starting to go from when it was, like, the first year with Coach Alford and just having those guys and then, People transfer and, and graduate. It is a weird feeling. Yeah, you don't even realize it. Like, you kind of get to practice, and then you're like, I'm like the oldest one here. Yeah. And you kind of don't even see it until you start stretching with everyone, and you look down, and you're like, everyone here is younger than me now. Yeah, I I think it's just so weird that I, like, just looking at the roster, and I was looking through and just seeing your name under a senior and Mitchell. It's just like, what is going on? Yeah. It, just, it doesn't feel like it's it right. long ago. I know. But – Two and one right now. You guys just came off a loss, but looking to bounce back tomorrow. How are you feeling about the team and just yeah, what kind of leadership are you going to provide, especially after a tough loss and and one that you guys know you know just didn't play your best that night. What do you what do you tell to the guys and, and try to exemplify in in the next game? Yeah, so I think for me, like for my leadership, because I'm not on the court as much like probably our other leaders like Zach and Lane. Mine's more on the bench, kind of with guys helping like before they go back in or when they come out. And even at practice, I feel like that's what I'm leadership like. My leadership style is more off to the side, like one on one stuff. And that's just as important. I remember um, whether I was on the court or off the court, but making an important play or just making a hustle play and then hearing the bench, especially at away games. You know, when you're at a away game and just depending where you're at, there might not be anybody in the stands. So being able to hear the bench cheer you on, like, does a lot. Uh, and I think that's something that's underestimated. Uh, and something that is much needed on a team. Uh, just going through your three games so far, what would you uh, say that you need to improve on? What do you feel like has been going well for you and things that, you know, not so well that you would like to see continue yeah. to get better for yourself? I think for me, definitely, this is like the freest I've felt on the court. Like Coach Olford and even Jared like have made it super clear like what my role is and I'm super comfortable when I've been out there. Definitely in kind of playing with different dudes, like having Drew come in this year. Me, Mitch, and Drew kind of enjoy being out there together, and that's been great. And then probably for improvement, kind of just being when I feel free and I'm shooting, even to still play like that when I'm not hitting shots, yeah. as always, and to be loud. Because if I'm not shooting well, sometimes I can get quiet. And so that's where it's like the leadership thing has to continue the whole game. That, comes with, the, that comes with experience, too. Yeah. I, I'm not even saying even your freshman year, I still felt that you, you were a great leader. I always felt you were a great teammate and had good energy no matter what, um, whether you had an off-shooting night or just an off game. And that says a lot about your character. But 
talk about uh, you know your freshmen through through now you have gone up every single year in points per game what what do you uh work on in the off season to to get those stats to keep going up and obviously your three-point percentage speaks for itself yeah so I think off-season stuff I don't tend to change it too much like it's more kind of getting shots and I think it helps with like like being like cliche but like having good form and all that is super important and even this like summer when I went home it was winter but those like three months like I really struggled with shooting and like no one here would probably notice that or realize that but that's when you go to like back to the basics kind of and I did so much form shooting yeah. and people probably don't realize that because they just see the end product yeah. and so in the off season it's more changing it but also I try and train with uh, like kind of bigger and I'm lucky enough that I know a lot of kind of semi-pro pro guys when I go home so I get to play against them and the more you play against guys like that like you're going to figure stuff out and just yeah. kind of get better. It's funny that you say that because when I do a lot of my training with middle schoolers and some guys that are in the high school level now, I always do four shooting at the beginning before we get into any jump shots. And I can kind of tell and read off them that they're like, why are we doing this? Mm -hmm. I think going back to the basics and really sharpening them up is where it starts at. Uh, so I'm glad that you said that. And I think it's something that any listener here that's trying to get better free throw percentage, three point percentage, any mid range, doesn't matter. Go back to the go back to the form shooting. Work on where it starts at. Um, talk about your off season. So, do you play even um, now that you're at HU? And I know high school is different, but do you play a lot of pickup? Do you do a lot of club ball at all, or something like yeah. that? I know you play in like a league or something like that. Explain what that that's like. On yeah. Street. So when I go home, like it's the off season for our main professional league, but it's in the season for like the league below that so like our g league i guess so it's called nbl one and so all the club teams that we play for as juniors have like a men's semi-professional team and so they that's during their season so normally like i'll practice with those guys and train with them and then i not so much just because of our team like i haven't been in the team as much but some guys can come back from college and will play but i get to play once a week on like tuesdays and so we go just the reserves under that. So when I go home, this time I didn't play as much, but the previous two years, like I've played almost a full season. Yeah, I remember you saying something about you, like literally going back home, and it was not you weren't like off season. I would say where like it's no five on five action in like a live game. I remember you'd always be talking about, oh, I, I played every week, and yeah. I was always curious. I was, you know, we don't we don't really have that situation here. We obviously do like open gyms and local games where you get, you know, a lot of college athletes. They go home, and Fort Wayne has a lot of. D1, D2, and yeah. players, and they all meet up and, and play. But it's nothing like where it's, you know, you got refs and it's an actual type yeah. of game feeling. It's so super weird, like, playing all year round. Like, that's how it is in Australia. Like, here, you guys have, like, your season, and then you have the off season, which is, like, I guess where you guys work on your game. Whereas for us, it's, like, all year round. And I never really – we have, like, a Christmas break, which is probably, like, four or five weeks. But then apart from that, it's just, like, continuous because of the club style. Do you wish sometimes that it was literally an off season there, or do you do you like the feeling of just going year round? Um, I think both because going all year round, like you just kind of train with the same dudes and like you get better playing as a team. But then, like fitting in your own, like getting better by yourself is like super. It's super hard sometimes to find the time. Yeah. And I was lucky enough because my dad had like the keys to our school gym, so like I could get in in the mornings and all that. But I know if I didn't. I really would have struggled to find places to shoot. So it's like sometimes I'm thinking, yeah, it would be nice to have a break, but then sometimes 
you just get in a rhythm and you find your time for yourself and then you have the team stuff too. Yeah. Was your dad uh, pretty heavily into basketball? Was he a pretty good yeah. basketball player himself? Yeah, so he played all like – he didn't start until probably eighth grade and then he played all the way through and then he played in the Philippines for uh, his senior year of high school for mm. a coach. He played for the Lakers actually. Wow. And so he did that for a year and then he got a scholarship to San Diego Christian and he never went just because it wasn't like – it wasn't really common for people in Australia to do that. So he met my mom and all that and then worked out pretty well. Yeah. But he was super like super involved with everything. So would you say he's someone that kinda got you into the game of basketball? Yeah. Sure. I think he never like pushed me to do it. But like I guess when your parents do it you kinda naturally do it. But then it's never been forced. Like it's always like I wanna do it with him and he wants to help out. Yeah. So how is it how is what's the time difference from like when you guys so tomorrow what time is your game at? seven and w what time is it there will he be able to even watch yeah it'll be like 10 10 a.m okay so, so he'll be right now it's like uh, so they'll be in school right now so he'll have to watch it on his computer but yeah does he call you usually after every game yeah i normally will get like 15 minutes here and there but like he might be teaching so it's kind of weird sometimes yeah. does he does he is he one of the dads that he calls and is like this needs to be better this needs better oh they should have done this they should have done that or is he just kind of like hey good game and and just kind of supportive Thanks to Seth Kimmel and the good people at Kimmel Financial Services for sponsoring the Hoops Talk podcast. Do you have any questions related to your investments? Seth and his team are excited to help people like you pursue their financial dreams. They put your best interests first, help you simplify life's tough financial decisions, and always bring an honest, ethical approach to managing your wealth. If you are looking for a financial advisor or retirement planner, give them a call at 260-388-9983. Again, that's Kimmel Financial Services, 260 3889983 Are you looking to buy or sell a home in Northeast Indiana? Contact Realtor Trey Williams at Hoosier Real Estate Group by cell phone at 260-358-0855. Your perfect home is one call away. Again, that is 260-358-0855. Yeah, he's like cuz he coached me too, so like he probably thinks like he's like, man, this could have happened like you should you could have got the ball here. You could have passed it here, or like they missed you on this one, kind of. So he's like that, but it's in more of a like, like they could have done that. You guys played well and you won, so it's kind of like, not really forcing the issue, but he's kind of watching. Yeah, I had a, I had yeah. similar. So I would say a similar experience with that. Yeah, so he doesn't really. It's not like a man like you, you should get the ball. It's kind of like a yeah, supportive I mean, kind of. Honestly, if you make it at any college level, I think obviously anybody that had brought you up and got you to that level is just at that point just proud yeah. of you. I don't think they're going to sit there and critique your game no. at this point. So. They know they know what you need to do and improve on and whether you had a good or bad game. So that's always a good feeling. So talk talk a little bit about high school. Obviously, your senior year, you averaged 25 points per game, but just go through a little bit. What What's it like over there in the high school level? Um, and how is it – you've been to a couple of high school games yeah. locally. What's the differences? What's some similarities that you see in the games? Yeah, so like our high school starts in eighth grade, so we don't do the junior, sophomore. We don't do all of that stuff. And so me saying like my freshman year, so ninth grade, is when I played with the varsity or like our, we call it year 12, like our grade A team. Yep. So I played with them. And each year it's it's a little different. Like some schools are really good like every year and then some schools like because not everyone plays high school. Like, you get random kids that are all good at the same time. So you have a good team. And so for me, I was lucky that a few of the older kids were good. And then we had a couple of kids actually switch schools and come play 
when I was in the 11th grade. And then senior year, I was kind of like the main guy. I feel like I was junior junior year as well, but we had some other guys too. And the style's super different. Like you play teams that like know what they're doing and then you play teams that like just suck and they're just terrible. And so we were always pretty well drilled because my coach had played professionally and he was from the U.S. as well. And so he was always pretty on us, but he was a great coach for me just because, like, it's always good when you have the coach that lets you do what you want. Like, it's always nice to have that. Yeah, it gives you a little freedom. Yeah, and so you don't think about too much. And we would win, so it's kind of like, why would you change what's working? How Do you guys do, like, a class rank? You know, like, for example, we have 4A, 3A, 2A, 1A, based off how much enrollment is at each each school. And and obviously you tend to play a lot of school. Like, if you're a 4A school, you tend to play 4A schools. Now, you might every once in a while play a smaller school and and whatnot, but – was it like that? Uh, yeah, so we do like Division One, Two, II, and Three kind of deal, but it's not based on enrollment. It's based on if your school thinks you're good. Okay. So like my junior year, we were Division One because we had a like good overall team, and then senior year we were Division Two. Mm. So, but we always play like a couple of Division One teams, and the difference isn't super big with the ones that we played. But then if we played like the best ones, we would have lost by a lot. Probably. Is it? So they do they change that body every year? Yeah, every year it could wow. change. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, so there's always a few, like probably five or six that like always stay, and then there's random ones that kind of flip. What's like the well-known top top school? So there's a team called PAC and Sacred Heart and uh, what's the other one? Saints Boys. Where are they all located at? So they're all right in the city pretty much, and then there's one that's kind of down by the beach, which is like 20 minutes from me. Okay. And they're like the main ones. Like people don't pick their high school based on sport in Australia, but those schools like have bigger enrollment, so you're gonna have you just tend overall to... you're gonna have better players. Yeah, interesting. How far would you travel, high school wise? I mean, is it all pretty much right there in the city, or are you traveling from South Australia to North Australia? Yeah. What was it like? Um, ours are all pretty close. Like the furthest we would go is maybe an hour, probably. Okay. Like sc- the like all our school system is super close. So obviously had a tremendous senior year of high school and obviously high school basketball ends. What was like the thought process then? Were you just gonna stay and play professional in Australia? How did, and then how did Huntington University kind of come into play? Yeah, so playing college was like always my goal. Like, so I had kind of planned it out. And when you're in Australia, there's a few people that you can go to, the, the coaches that I had that planned it out from probably sophomore year so you kind of have a general idea Mm -hmm. of what's going to happen and so for me like because the clubs all year round so even when I finished high school like I kept playing club and we won like our national championship for U18 so that helps and then we do these thing called state tournaments which is like a the best 10 players from each state like team up and you play against all the other states and so that's kind of like the biggest thing you can play in Mm -hmm. and so that happened January of 2019, 2020. So in 2020, and so I played really well in that. And then after that, it was just me reaching out to schools, trying to see if I could get an offer. And I had a few like small ones, random ones. And then one of my coaches just texted me randomly one day and was like, hey, this coach, Coach Alford's gonna call you like later today. I'm like, all right. I'm like, that name sounds familiar. Like I've seen Coach Alford and I knew Steve and Bryce Alford from watching UCLA. So I was like, wonder like if he's he knows these guys. And then he called me. He was like, 
yeah, I was just at UCLA and Nevada. I got a new job at Huntington and he kind of just offered me then and there and was like, we've got another guy that's kind of interested. And if you say yes, like we'll give it to you. And if you say no, we're probably going to go with the other guy. And so I told my parents and we were like, we hadn't really got any other offers. And so we were like, I called him back within like probably like 45 minutes when I was like, I'm coming. And I hadn't even seen any of the school or the team really. Wow. So it was kind of like, just go with it and see what happens. Yeah, that's pretty unreal. Yeah. And then when did that all that conversation take place? Around January, March? I would say probably, yeah, March, April, like and early then, early April. And then you were on, when did you, you came in when, August? I came August, early August, okay. yeah. So what was just kind of like the thought then once you had verbally committed and you were on your way, were you just kind of anxious, nervous? How many times had you been to the United States before? I'd been twice. Three times, actually. So I'd been with my whole family. And then I did an AAU trip where we actually went out to Vegas with, like, our club team. So we played in a Vegas tournament. And then I came with my dad, like, the December before. And we looked at a couple of schools when we came up out in California and then one in Kansas. So we did a couple, like, unofficial visits. And then in uh, April and all that is when it all kind of came through. And then you get here in August, and obviously we're in the middle of a pandemic. What was kind of just overall that experience, finally landing here, yeah, and then just being able to see the campus and then obviously meet all those guys? What was kind of your initial thought? Yeah, so, like, even getting here was pretty hard. Like, I had to do all the visa stuff at home, and I literally flew to another state for a day and flew back home and had to quarantine just because I entered a different state. Wow. And so when that quarantine ended, I had, like, a week, and then I flew out. And so when I got here, like Coach Alford picked me up at the airport and I had to quarantine again. But I remember Coach like took me to campus real quick and I saw you guys for like, I think I saw like Drew and Wyatt. I saw those guys for maybe like five seconds and then he took me to some nunnery place and I just stayed out there for like two weeks by myself. I literally remember, I was like, where's everyone at? And I came on campus and they were like, well, Joel's got a, I don't know how long you're in there, but there was like, like two he, weeks. He's literally like in a basement of a church for yeah. like a week. Yeah, it was me and all like these international tennis players. And I couldn't even know what they were saying. And I had to get like a COVID test and they would knock at my door and like roll food in there. Gosh, what a nightmare. And it was like I was in jail. I know you were like, what? you probably were honestly asking yourself, what am I getting myself into? Yeah, it was a long two weeks. And then like when it finished, I remember Strom picked me up and I went straight to practice. And I just met all you guys like at the gym. And I was like, damn, I was like... <laughs> I'm coming straight here, and I don't even know anyone. And you guys were in preseason and all that, so that was crazy. Yeah, because you were probably a couple – then you were two weeks behind, right, because we had just been – Yeah, you guys had been practicing. Yeah, that was a long – that was a long off season. That preseason sure. was definitely the longest and The preseason one. was – yeah, that was different. That was – that had to have been tough. I mean, that there's no way that's not, uh, like, stressful at any point. For, yeah, for some reason, I, I don't remember being, like, super stressed about it because I think, like – the more stressful part was like getting here. And so that when I landed in the US, I was like, like I made it. Like I'm here and then we'll just go when we get to, like get to training and all that. What do you feel about Indiana when you first got here? That was a lot of nothing. That's what I thought. <laughs> I remember Coach Olaf driving me down and I was like, there's nothing here. It was pretty flat. Yeah, yeah. there's not a whole lot. And you've been to like Vegas and New York City yeah. and LA yeah. and, and then you come to Huntington. You're yeah. probably like, man. I think I was glad that I was in somewhere different though like that I'd never been before like that was something I always wanted 
when I was looking at schools too, was like, I want to be like the only Australian like in Indiana. So it'd be cool. And it would be like, yeah, I'm out here by myself. So I think that was a cool part of it. I was like, yep, I don't really care. There's nothing here. Like I'm here to play. So anything else like is a bonus kind and of. And then I'm not even to talk about the amount of Australian questions you were asked in the yeah. first month. Yeah. Not even month. It was like six months. Yeah. It's like once a year we have like a, it's almost like a film session. Like before film, everyone just like, boom, everyone just, just different questions. Yeah. I felt bad. I remember we were at like a dinner and the amount of questions and just some, there were some absurd questions. I had some just, bad questions. There was just some bad questions and then not, don't even get started on my family, let alone third <laughs> I can't. I can't even start with that. Yeah. But it's funny because then you get freshmen and they ask the same things, and you're like, it's just a cycle. Yeah. Well, it's cool though. I right? know, and I don't mind talking about it now. I get it. Oh, I'd be, I'd probably be pretty annoyed after a few years of it. But it's also kind of humbling. You're like, you know, I'm the only guy from Australia. Yeah. And like, these guys, yeah, I've never been to Australia. I think it looks awesome. Yeah. I want to go. Yeah. So it's not really that bad. You can act like it is, but I don't really care. What about the winter? How bad was the winter for you? First time. Uh, it was cold. So like, I mean, I've never had a lot of snow. And so like, I went up to Christmas with Brock and I remember it was just like so much snow, like a white Christmas. And that was cool to me. And I think freshman year it was like, I was like, oh, it's snowing. Like, this is cool. And then sophomore year and junior year, like the snow sucks. Like it just gets worse and it just piles up and it's sludgy and it just, and I, I don't have a car. So I walk everywhere and I'm just like. I just get stuck in the snow. Yeah, I, uh, the thing, I like how you said, white Christmas, like, people, like, always want to move to Florida in all these warm spots, but then I don't even think it feels like Christmas if I don't see snow. Yeah. Like, I don't think it's fun, then. Like, it's cool to have snow every once in a while, but then it, it hits a point where you're like, this has to stop. Yeah. I remember, especially, like, when it's just, like, a blizzard, and then you're stuck in for days, and it's just like, oh, this isn't, this isn't it. You can't drive anywhere, but. Yeah. It's just part of it. Mm-hmm. So now you're obviously been here for a few years. What would you say just overall Huntington University has brought to you? I think a lot of things, definitely like friendships. Like at home, like I had friends from high school, but because no one in high school really plays like basketball like that, like I was kind of in my grade, one of the only guys that played. You kind of create, well, I for me, I created friendships that I'd never had before. Like I had a few at home, but like here when you live with people, and they all love playing. It's like a different kind of friendship. So that's definitely probably the biggest thing for me was like having people that I could relate to like on a day-to-day basis who want to talk about it all day, every day. And then I think like the the Christian part, like a little bit, like I'd always gone to church, but never like really devoted myself to it. And mm. I think definitely the last probably two years, even the last six months especially, like it's become a way bigger thing yeah and that like the school doesn't push it but i think when you're in re- around an environment where it's kind of constantly like in the in the back of your head like subconsciously yeah you just kind of start thinking about it more yeah i i understand that 100 percent. yeah you were talking a little bit about a lot of your australian friends did any of them kind of do the same thing you did where they went and played here in the states or did they end up just kind of staying and playing club or just not playing yeah at all? so actually so my club team the one that played like the under 18 like championship so there was actually seven of us that went to college from that team so seven out of our 10 oh, wow. all went over so a few what? of them all went to play out in Dakota 
and then one of them went to Cal Baptist and one of them went to Incarnate Word. Hmm. So we were very lucky that all of us got to do that. And they're all still playing. So there's only three of us still here. So one transferred to UC Riverside now. And then one of my other friends is at Dakota State where my sister plays at. And then the rest of them all came back. Hmm. And it's pretty normal for Australians to not be at school the whole time. Like you always hear stories about everyone not graduating or like after two years they're like nah like it's too much like i'll come home why is that i'm not really sure i always wondered that because i mean i have a great time here so i'm like why would i want to like i get people probably have more friends at home or they have like jobs lined up but like i mean i think why would why would you want to not do this yeah because you get to play and go to school and that's about it i think i mean it takes for some people, it's probably too much. Yeah, you've been practicing every day. Like, if you don't love it, it probably does suck. And yeah. if your family's not around, too. So, yeah, you're pretty fortunate. I mean, you know, a lot of great teammates and you made a lot of great friendships. You know, it takes one bad experience and they probably are just like, I'm going home. I'm, yeah. But at the same time, yeah, I think it's it's good to, you know, pursue and keep going through it because like, you're, you're going to make a lot of relationships and it's going to, I think, end up doing more good than bad. Yeah, I've but. definitely met oh, so many people. Or, like, related people to people from here that I just never thought would even, like, have a connection. And so you kind of just get – you just kind of meet so many new people from that. So explain the relationship with Josh Giddy. I know you've talked about it before. Did he play on your club team or did you just play against him? So we always played against him. And then we played him in, like, the state tournaments too. And then he was really close with one of the kids on my team. And so he would come down to Adelaide where – all of us were, and he would, like, play pickup with us. So that was kind of random because I guess when it happens, like, we don't think he's going to the NBA. Like, he was he was good, but he wasn't, like, NBA good until, like, the last time we played him. And so you kind of just, like, he's just another, like, player that's yeah. really good. And then when you see, like, all the NBA stuff, you're like, they're like, no way, like, I played against this guy. Like, he was good, but he wasn't, like, that good. And now he's... Like I guess he is that good. Throwing up triple yeah. double. Yeah. So it's crazy. On, okay. Was like did he grow a lot? Did or did his skill just go yeah. crazy? So he always played like point and then he grew like a bunch, like the last two probably last year. He went from like he was probably like six four and then he now he's like six eight. Really? And when he's when you play point, like that's a big difference. So now he's like a stretch forward and yeah. I I've, I mean obviously if you watch his highlights he can do a little bit of everything. Yeah. So so it's crazy to think about. Does he does he ever come back home? Does your buddy ever like? Say, yeah, oh, they like, actually saw him in the summer when we went home. He did like a little tour of camps, and so two of my friends went to hang out with him when they were back there. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. What does he? Um, what club team did he play for? Or he high he team? played in Melbourne, so that was in the the next state over, which is Victoria, and he played for Melbourne Tigers. So are he, they always pretty good. Yeah. So they're like the, the one of the biggest teams in Melbourne. Okay. So. Any other any other teammates on his like any other guys on that team that went over and played pro or no just him just him his team was good they have a few people that played professional football like in Australia that were on his team too is it more common for like a really top tier Australian basketball player to just stay at the top league in Australia because they have a great league is it pretty common just for them just to go and play there or do they do a lot of them try to go play NBA or even like a Euro League and then they end up just going back yeah like what do they usually do so I think the especially for younger guys, so, like, uh, guys that were a couple of years older than me, you go to college for a couple of years, and then if you play well, like, pro teams will uh, 
like message you and be like, we have a spot for you. And so those guys will come back. But the guys that don't go to college can kind of jump straight into a team as like a development player, which is kind of like a, it's kind of like a two-way contract in okay. the NBA. So you sit on the bench and you get in like some games. And then after that year, like if you play well, they'll give you like a full roster spot. So if you can get those development player spots, that normally ends up pretty well for you. And so the younger guys would try and do that. And you don't really see as many guys try to go to the NBA as you'd think. A lot of them play summer league. Like you guys probably wouldn't notice it, but there's like a lot of random guys that play well in Australia. The guy on the Cavs. Yeah. What was um, his name? He had the long hair. Stevens is his last name? No. You know, but I, I think I sent something to you about him, but I thought he was great. I oh, he was a really um, good player. Luke Travis. Yeah, I yeah. think he was great. I, um, and I actually played against him like yeah. once. Yeah, he's he good. He was great, but I don't think they kept him. Or maybe he's on the G League. He uh, he decided to go back to Australia, and so, then he he has his rights to the Cavs. So, like, if he was going to leave his Australian team, like, he'd go to the Cavs. So what league is he at in Australia? It's just called the NBL, so the national. Okay. So he's on the top. Yeah, so top. he's in the highest one, and he's pretty. he is good. Yeah, I thought he was great. I thought he did well in the summer league. I was surprised they honestly passed up on him. Yeah. I don't, obviously, they, I think they probably offered him, like, a two-way or something like that. I think that's what it was, yeah. Honestly, I mean, just based off the – is it NBL, is that what you said? Yep. Sounds like they pay him well, and it's a good league to be in, and – I know it's – what's the rule? They don't let a lot of people that aren't citizens, Australian like, citizens. like uh, four per team. Yeah. Are, are like imports, that's what they call them. Yeah. And the rest are all Australian. So, honestly, it makes sense. I, I don't blame them for going back. But, I'm honestly, it's funny because I've been watching him play, and I'm like, he's not even on the bench. And I thought he was for a second. Then I was like – then I looked at the G League squad, and he's not on – Yeah. can't chargers either. So, I'm like, oh, maybe he just – maybe they just released him. I, yeah. I didn't even – kind of double check but yeah. so he he you played with him too as well yeah i played against him once, so you're playing yeah. just with a bunch of semi-pro pro players yeah so I, yeah that is normally how it ends up which is weird because you don't really notice it when you're younger until you get like to that older age yeah what what's ideally your plan what would you like to do when um so i think i guess i have a fifth year next year that i'm not i have no idea if i take it or not and then if i went home i would start in the semi-pro which is like a NBL one, okay. so I would play there, and then just see what happens. Where would that be at? Would, um, you, it'd, it'd be it easiest for me to do it at home, like in Adelaide, where I'm from, because there's like the teams there know who I am, so I would be able to talk to some people and get on a team. Mm -hmm. Would they be like, yeah? So you just reach out, and then they'd kind of give you an offer. Would it? How would that situation work? Like, would they like sign you for like a year contract, or, or are they really just kind of going to put you on the squad and? You know, if they like what they like, they'll, you know, how's that work? Yeah, I think for sense. me, because I haven't really played a season before, it would be join the team and see, like, if they like me, they like me. If they don't, they don't kind of thing. But then if you got, like, a, if you signed with them, it's normally one year. Okay, gotcha. And then you just kind of try to work your way up. How yeah. many levels is it? Like, you just said level one? Is that what so you said? NBL one. So there's NBL one. So there's okay. NBL and then NBL one. All right. And then how many other leagues, though? Is there any other? You can play, just... like, uh, we have senior men. So, okay. and that's, you can play that forever until you're not good enough. Really? So. How many got, like, what's the age level, like, in NBL one? Um, Same as NBL. Like, most, a lot of those, it's probably a little bit older because some of them are, like, veteran guys that are just playing to make a little bit of money. And then 
but the best players are like trying to get into the main league. Yeah, so there's no age restriction. Like anyone really can sign no, up. No, I think you have to be like 16. Like, okay, yeah, that's the youngest you oh, can that's be. That's awesome. Yeah, that's cool. And that's what you would like to do, kind of maybe depending yep. on the fifth year. Mm-hmm. What's, what are you going to graduate with for your undergrad? Uh, sports management. Business. Okay, so you could probably go into your MBA if you wanted to or yep. something like that. That's kind of cool. Yeah, yep. I mean, you got options. Yeah, so that's a cool feeling. See what happens. Yeah. Do you feel like? <laughs> do you ever feel like you could permanently stay in the states? Definitely. Yeah, like it. Yeah. It was that you like it that much. Yeah. So, and I think with my degree, it would be easy. Yeah, it would be beneficial. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of options. A lot of definitely. What do you find? What do you like more here in the states than you do yeah. Australia? And then what? Maybe what's some stuff in Australia that you like more than the states offer? I think the sports is definitely the best here, and then at home, probably the weather, yeah. like just have being sunny outside, and then. I don't even know. Like, I like both of them. Like, I wouldn't say I dislike one more than the other. So it's hard to p- pinpoint certain things. Do you feel like, um, do you feel like the states when it comes to sports, just like people, fans, just appreciate them more, or are you just saying kind of more opportunity? Um, I would say probably when you get older, there's less opportunity to play. Like college, and then it just ends. Whereas in Australia, you could keep playing, and then probably the type of sports like i like watching football australian football is not for me so it's pretty popular though australian is that the most would you say is basketball the most popular sport would you say in australia australian football definitely you would say football takes over yeah you tried to explain the rules to me but it's like rugby i don't even know it's like rugby soccer mixed together yeah i thought it was interesting i honestly thought it'd be kind of cool to when i go i would like to go to a game but then I'd also like to go to an M- NBL game. Yeah. I think that'd be you could cool. do both, though. Is there a lot of former NBA players in the MLB? NBL? Not MLB. No. No, not really. Um, Every year lately, there's been more more and more. Hmm. Like Denzel Valentine is this year. I don't know if you really? remember him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was on the Cavs for a short mm-hmm. So him. Um, I mean, LaMelo Ball was. Oh, yeah, so. I forgot. Yeah, so anybody can really go over. I mean, obviously they get four to a spot. Yeah, you gotta kind of fight your way through it. But what what kind of are the feelings and emotions going into potentially your last year of college ball? You obviously have a fifth year if you would like yeah. it, but if you know you graduate with your degree and another opportunity comes, you can obviously go wherever route you want to go. What's kind of the feelings just because you've come so far? to know it's not over and your basketball career is not over to say, and there's a lot of options, but just knowing that the college career could, could end this year, what's it feel like for you? Um, just make the most of it really like go with the flow. That's kind of the main thing. Like, uh, having Mitch there is good too. Like we both kind of talk about what we're thinking and it's kind of like, we just got to make the most of it and kind of help the guys this year. Cause it could be, it could definitely finish. And so have it finish on a high note. Yeah, no, I remember I remember that was kind of just my motto. I just knew I had to make the best of it because, there, you know, it was never going to happen again. I'd, I wasn't going to have this opportunity again and just inspire those that were around me and just be a good teammate and let the rest take care of itself. Yeah. I obviously wish I would have ended on a little bit better of a note. Yeah. But we had a good run, though. We had a great <laughs> run, a good year. I mean, people look back at it. It was a good run. But, yeah, yeah no, that's that's great. What What do you feel like you exemplify? Obviously, you talked about just like – you know, being that leader on the bench, not being able to, you know, start every game. Obviously, you have 
Zach Goodline, Lane Sparks ahead of you, and they're, they're yeah. all American type players. But you still provide a lot for the team you come in, and when you do, you're productive. Uh, you're scoring at a high level. What what would you say to those listening? Like, hey, you don't always have to be that type of guy. There's always a role. Like, what what would you, what's your kind of like your motto? How did you fight through that? Because it's tough. You think about yeah. it, a lot of people struggle with it. They think they deserve this, they deserve that, and they're not getting it. So then they just give up or they move on. Like, what was your motto? Who helped you? Was that just something that you just naturally have always had as a player? How'd that kind of Yeah, I out? think even in Australia, like I kind of always was fringe, like start, come off the bench kind of thing. So I, I'd been used to it, honestly, for a while, except for in high school. And so I think that's the biggest thing for me is I was kind of already prepared for it a little bit. And so for me, it's just energy. Like I'm a pretty energetic person. And so when I come in the game, people are like, oh, we see you like, sprinting around shooting threes throwing behind the back passes like I probably don't need to sometimes but that's just how I play like I le- feel like I have fun out there when I play yeah. and so obviously my role is shooting and that's easy for me to pick my role with some people it's not like you're kind of a mix of a lot of things so you can't really pinpoint one thing I feel like it's really important to just Obviously, like, as your own player, you can kind of diagnose, hey, this is what I'm good at, and this yeah. is what I'm struggling at. And especially once you get to the college level, and even if you're trying to develop game at a high school, middle school level, whatever it is, like picking, hey, this is what I'm really good at. I'm going to master this. I'm going to get as great yeah. as I can at this. And that's going to be kind of what I'm going to provide to any team I'm with. So I like how you mentioned that. I think that's something important. I feel like that's just kind of underrated. Yeah. People don't really think of that. They're trying to, like, get every single bit of their game to be like the max you know that's not a bad way but kind of pinpoint what you're good at and then obviously continue to work yeah it was easy for me because I'm short like I have to shoot so from a young age like that was always my thing then for some people they have to pick it a little bit later yeah yeah no I think that's a great I think that's great advice I think it's something that not a lot of people talk about I wish they would I wish they would be honest about you know what like I can't do all this this and this I'm going to try my best to make it as good as I can yeah. but you know, you're like great example like you're like I'm, I'm shorter than a lot of guys on the court I got to kind of work with what I can do I can shoot it really well I have good ball handling I'm quick I can kind of go in and out of traffic so it's just important that people kind of hear that from any college player or yeah. anybody that's at a high level because I think people try and just do a little too much with what they got and it's kind of good yeah. to settle down and know where you're at especially even when coming off the bench it doesn't matter what role you have like knowing where where you where you stand and stuff is really important. So, no, I appreciate you coming on and, and speaking about just your experience. And uh, it's I'm glad that you came on and we can hopefully get on some other time. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. And so yeah, so, thanks guys. Uh, we'll we'll be back on next week. We got a podcast coming out uh, probably two weeks from now, and so we're gonna kind of get back on this regimen of having them uh, every week and making sure that we get you guys updated on Spotify and Apple and YouTube. So please go out, follow, support us, and uh, we'll see you next time.